Hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? What the hell happened? Hey, what happened? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Did they sell this segment? There's a sponsor for what happened? Go figure. That's how it works. Moly. That's how it works now, honey. Breaking into the big time now. It, let's uh, talk about it just for a moment. Yep. It, it's daylight savings tomorrow night. Nobody told me. <laughs> it snuck up on you. I'm looking at an ICBC press release, and it says uh, prepare for d- darker morning commutes with daylight savings time. And I thought, oh, it must be like when, next weekend. When is that? S- it's tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, here's why it doesn't. It, here's why it sneaks up on you now and doesn't make as big an impact. Used to be the time yeah. uh, when, for the week ahead of it, you would be announcing on the air, "Hey, this is John McComb show. Don't forget Saturday night clocks ahead an hour." Yeah, we used to run promos, and right? Stuff. But now it's automated. Your cell phones they automatically go to daylight savings times. Your computers automatically go to daylight savings time. Yeah, You're- but my brain would like a heads <laughs> up, you know. <laughs> uh, my brain doesn't automatically go ahead. Ready to go traveling around? Uh, let's do it. All right, uh, let's start off in uh, oh Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, of course. So people coming out to their automobiles found parking tickets. Okay. Parking ticket there costs $10. These ones for $100 parking tickets. Wow. Yeah. Uh, very official looking. They even had a QR code on it, but people were stunned. Holy smokes, $100 for the parking ticket. you got to be kidding me. And so while the district received quite a few phone calls from people who were concerned about these parking tickets, some of them sent them in. Some of them went down to the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles and said, hey, what the hell with the parking tickets here? Yeah. And they said, well, those aren't real. Those are not our parking tickets. They aren't real. Uh, somebody's, you know, having us on. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what the joke is, but so then that little QR code, you know what those are? Yes. Those are the square box full of black dots, white dots. And you take your cell phone, your smartphone, whatever it is, and you go clip and suddenly it takes you somewhere. Right. And this QR code took you here. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Rick Astley? So, uh, you remember Rick Rolling? You know what Rick Rolling is yeah, or not? Yeah. Uh, so, that's what it was. Just an, uh, just an elaborate Rick Roll for these people who got their parking <laughs> tickets to get their smartphones out, go paying on the QR code, and then they got Rick Rolled. Wow. That's pretty good, right? That is, that's pretty intricate. All right. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is a, uh, a woman. It was International Women's Day, by the way, yes. this past week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday it was. And not to be confused with, hey, be nice to, uh, you know, it's not Valentine's Day and it's not Secretary's Day. It is specifically International Women's Day. Right. This is the day when you go, you recognize them as equal, uh, equal persons on the planet. Uh, they should be treated as such and deserve as many rights as any men. Every day. So my curiosity was for where, where it started. Russia, over 100 years ago. It was a Russian woman that Seriously? actually, yes, that got International Women's Day started. And I don't know why that, I, that struck me, but it really did. I would have thought the suffragettes in the United States of America somehow or other came yeah. to be. No, in Russia. And in many places around this uh, world, many countries, it is a, uh, it's a day off for them. It's a holiday for them. Yeah. International Women's Day is recognized at a far higher level than it is here in, the, in North America. Started in Russia. Yeah. That is interesting. Okay. I have no idea. Now, uh, this woman, uh, she got into a high-speed chase in Northern California. So uh, over 100 miles an hour, police try to pull her over. Uh She takes off. (laughs) Off she goes. Uh And they start chasing. Uh, A couple of cop cars get in on the uh, action. Here's the deal, John. She's driving. Well, 100 miles an hour. Yes. (laughs) She hits cars, runs red lights. She's driving the mystery machine from (laughs) Scooby-Doo. (laughs) 
Okay, so what yeah, it's a high-speed chase through Northern California. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. They shoot movies there all the time. Right. And a lot of the bystanders they talked to said... I thought they were shooting a Scooby-Doo movie. I was like, hey, there's a new Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and off she goes, okay? So, uh, so uh, she was arrested. Uh-huh. Uh, she would have gotten away with it, too. If it hadn't been for those meddling kids. Yes, thank you. I know. So uh, yeah? uh, how did she end up with a Scooby-Doo vehicle? Well, uh, there's actually one. Uh, there are a couple of them here in Vancouver. Oh. When they shoot the movies, they have several of the mystery machines. Yeah. And once the movie's over, it does nothing for them. So they try to recoup some money from the production costs. Oh. And one of the ways they do that is they sell them. Right. So uh, in an unrelated story, uh, Elon Musk bought the Lotus Esprit that turns into a submarine. Yep. Um, James Bond. From James Bond, The Spy Who Loved Me. Right. Uh, Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla, he purchased that. That's his car. He nice. owns it now. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and for Tesla owners, there's a little Tesla button. Now, you know they've got those huge screens in the middle of the dash. Yes. On, on Tesla. Right. There's a T there that stands for Tesla. And if you put your finger on it and hold, yeah. after about four seconds, it will glow. It will just go whoop. And up comes, what's your code? And if you type in 007 your car switches into the Lotus Esprit submarine. They have a little photograph of it on that. <laughs> oh, no kidding. A little Easter egg for you. Neat. All right. Uh, now, we just uh, had the meddling kids. And speaking of kids, yep. uh, there's a really great website. They've done this for any number of things. But I thought, here's why we're going to use it this week. Republican primaries, uh, all of the Republican stuff that's on the go. Now, they had a debate last night that was almost, almost civil. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But here's what they do, this uh, website. They get a bunch of kids together. They're about aged 5 through to 12. And they sit them down in a room one at a time, and they let them watch a video, okay? Mm -hmm. And the kids, they mic them up, and the kids comment on the video as the video is playing. So what they did was took real video footage of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what you're going to hear is some Donald Trump and then kids' reactions to it. And so you're about to hear what Donald Trump looks like or sounds like through a kid's eyes. It has not been easy for me. And, you know, I, I started off in Brooklyn. My father gave me a small loan of a million dollars. I came into Manhattan. <laughs> Wait, a small loan of a million? By the way, let's just put this in perspective. You said it hasn't been easy for you, but my dad gave me a million dollar no, he loan. Did. But a million dollars isn't very much compared to what it I It hasn't built. been easy for me, but I'm filthy rich. We have very stupid people in our country negotiating for us and we have leaders that don't know what they're doing like yourself he's talking about himself thank you for understanding me trump i disagree with him on that that's a matter you of principle and i'll, and I'll tell biggest you liar this guy will say anything you will too when you point to his own record he screams liar 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 if you want to go where did i support it where did i support it where did i support it it's kind of like me and my brother Immigrants on the whole create our... Come on, try getting it out. Television, but you don't even know what you're talking about. Try getting it out. Go ahead. If he talked to me that way, I would literally slap him. I don't care who he is. Somebody should run against John McCain. I supported him. He lost. He let us down. So I never liked him as much after that, because I don't like losers. So you shouldn't like yourself then. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured, okay? I hate to tell you. You don't really joke about that kind of stuff. It's really serious. You've called women you don't like fat pigs dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. Only Rosie O'Donnell. He speaks his mind, but his mind isn't right. He's just crazy. I don't want him for president. If he becomes president, I'm moving to Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh Aha. No, you're not. 
Uh, I think it's striking that 5- to 12-year-old kids know what a potato head Donald Trump is. <laughs> The first half of what happened. We'll be back with the second half of what happened. What happened? Willie's here with another edition of What Happened. So a study was released this week that uh, says monkeys with smaller testicles scream louder to compensate. Hmm. Says a lot about Donald Trump, doesn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, right. it sounds like a lot of rock jocks. Uh, Pen- but that's a whole nother. To Pennsylvania we go, where brothers James and Bob... Both of them in on the Powerball lottery. Yeah. Both of them win. Wow. Both of them show up to collect their checks from the Powerball lottery. Right. Bob, uh, or sorry, James, won $291 million. Good Lord. Standing there with a big check, $291 million. Imagine what the smile on his face is. Yes. Right beside him is his brother, (laughs) Bob. And Bob, this is true. Yeah. Bob is holding up a sign. Uh-huh. He won $7 in the same lottery. His smile. <laughs> Not quite as big. No. Here's the thing. When you see the photograph, look it up. Get on the internet and look it up. When yeah. you see the photograph of the two brothers who won the Powerball lottery, James, $291 million, <laughs> and Bob, $7. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he's like, oh my goodness. Why would you even show up? <laughs> I think I think they went, oh, that's a, that's a magical story. The two brothers, they both won the same lottery. Yeah, not as magical for one of them as it is for the other. Uh, okay, where else did we want to go? Um, okay, we'll go to Red Deer, Alberta, because I am curious on your opinion of this. Yes. So there's a fellow named uh, Ken Eggleson. He shows up at the Department of Motor Vehicles branch, has to have his photograph taken. Right. Has his Edmonton Oilers hat on. Right. They say, you have to take that off to take the picture. He says, no, I don't. I said, no, you have to take off your hat to take a picture. We're not allowed to take any pictures with stuff on your head. Yeah. He says, gee, that's funny, because if you're here with a religious reason, you can leave stuff on your head, Yeah. Uh, including the guy who's tr- the guys who tried to make a point, the uh, pastafarians. Yes, These are the guys who are going to right, spaghetti yeah. strainers on their heads. Yeah. So this guy says, yeah, so I'm not taking my uh, photo off. Now they're in a big dust-up. Yeah. He's going to take it to the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. He says, if you're going to have a separation of church and state, which is what we're supposed to have, mm, yeah. uh, then, then it means either every, everybody's supposed to be treated equally under the law, yeah. right? It means well, that yeah. if you're allowed to have a photograph taken with something on your head for religious beliefs, hockey is my religion. I don't go to church. Yeah. I watch hockey. I've watched it my entire life. Yeah. Edmonton Oilers are my team of choice. They are my religion. Yeah. I should be allowed to. I hear, now, I, if, I hear this all the time. Right. And if you're going to... Okay, go ahead. Well, we, we, have, we, we have those freedoms you mentioned, but we also have freedom of religion uh, in this country. And there are, um, you know, there are religions that are... Um, acknowledged and respected as being religions, uh, putting a pastor strainer on your head and going to get your driver's license, uh, to me, is not an acknowledged religion. Wearing a Edmonton Oilers hat to the motor vehicles department to get your picture taken is not an acknowledged religion. Now, I know there are all sorts of strange and bizarre religions out there, and people can believe whatever they want according to uh, a religious freedom. But when it comes to the state... And when it comes to, um, you know, identifying yourself, I think you have to do a little bit better than come up with an Edmonton Oilers hat. I mean, if you're a, if you're a Sikh, if you're a Muslim, and that's what your religion says, and you can go and point to that and say, you know, that is our religious tradition, then I think you have an argument. So, I don't think you can make an argument that putting a pasta strainer on your head and going to get your driver's license taken is legitimate. Well, uh, then Scientology, yay or nay, as a real religion? Uh, I think it's a cult, personally. 
What's the difference? It has well number of people we, involved. We could we could be here all day debating this, okay. but but um, yeah, I mean, I think I think there has to be some foundation to it in order to be considered you know, religious. Like a book from a couple of thousand years ago? Eh, maybe. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I get the argument. Right. I get the argument. But yeah. I just, to me, it, it, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a useless discussion because it doesn't, it doesn't take us anywhere. Well, uh, no, I, I think actually it's a useful discussion in the separation of church and state. If we're going to be, everybody's got to be treated equally, if that's mm-hmm. going to be the case, then it means if you allow them to put anything on their head in a, in a position where you're not supposed to, mm-hmm. then everybody has to be allowed to put something on their head in a position you're not supposed to. Otherwise... We're not well, being, but, but they're not, not being treated. They're not in a position uh, where they're not supposed to. There's nothing that says. Oh, yeah. On the motor vehicle branch, you're not allowed to have any headgear. That's why they're making him take his off. No, we're not allowed to. Yeah. But you are allowed to if it's religious purposes. Yes. Okay. So now you've made a difference. If it's a religious purpose, go ahead, put something on your head. So then he should be able to say, for any, any, any reason, I'm allowed to have something on my head, especially if my religion is the Edmonton Oilers. I disagree. I think it's I think it's childish and I think it's silly I to, think, to, I, to make to, to go in and and make a stink about what you know. Do you generally throughout your day, um, do you go home at night? Do you pray to you know whatever? Um, so then you're penalizing to, to the Edmonton Oilers. So you're penalizing atheists, or you're penalizing agnostics, or you're penalizing people that don't have a, speci- a specific religion. Penalizing them with what? By if, not if you're an them atheist, to have something if on you're their an head. atheist, by definition, you don't have a belief in in but you know something greater. So why would you go in and make the argument that I got to put a you know a dunce cap on my head because I'm an atheist and I have a right to do this? No, you don't. Really, you don't have a right to do it. I don't think so, no. So then now you've created a new right for people who are atheists or a lack of rights and rights for people who are religious. I think that, that there <clears throat> there are people, there are religions that— Real um, religions? Ones that count? Well, I wouldn't say ones that count, but, but you know— well, I, that's I just, what you're I, saying. There are ones that count. So I'm curious. Are you religious or not religious? I have never considered myself to be religious. Okay, so. I just think from a from a, a you know a debate point of view that you know it, to me it's a, it's a silly and ridiculous argument. I think it's silly and ridiculous exactly <laughs> the, the reciprocal that if you mm-hmm. come in and state no because of my religious beliefs I have to have this on I have to be able to, uh, I have to be allowed to I have to I have to mm-hmm. and we have to get out of the way of that I think that that's a silly argument truly. Now I've asked a couple of people about it I know we got to go. So we'll end with this. The Pastafarians, these are the guys who wear spaghetti colanders on their head. Yes. And these are the guys who actually got it cleared. They said, yeah, okay, fair enough. It's a religion. You believe in the spaceship man who's flying by every couple of years, <laughs> going to pick people up and whatever the hell in the afterlife. Yeah. So they cleared that. And everybody went, okay, you can wear your spaghetti colander. We're okay with that. But the guy shows up with an Edmonton Oiler hat, and you go, come on. <laughs> it's called the slippery slope, the thin edge of the wedge. The Montreal Canadiens, okay. The Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe. But the Oilers, get a grip on reality, will you? All right, that this week is. What happened? <laughs>